What is happening, everybody? Welcome to Harmonic Whiskey Tales. Oh, that was a good one. I'm drinking whiskey again. I'm drinking my nice one. I'm just, it's almost gone. It's, it's, um, oh God, never mind. So, Formula One, the Singapore race, because uh, it was on a little bit earlier, I actually stayed up and watched it, which I did regret this morning because I was super tired and turned up to work a teeny bit late, but I don't think they minded, so it's all good. Um, I, um, it was it was a good race. It wasn't the most exciting. The problem with Singapore is it's so difficult to um, to pass that when you're out, out out the front and it's kind of like the top three teams, so from Leclerc, Vettel, Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen, and um, Albon, they kind of scurried off into the lead and got a you know. Pretty, they were just pulling away t- together as a little group quite comfortably, but then um, they just kind of stayed at quite a slow pace to just manage the tyres and the brake temperatures and all this sort of stuff. So they were just kind of going around about as slow as they could. I mean, you had people at the back of the grid going like three seconds a lap quicker than them. So it was just, it was crazy. So, and then when everyone kind of catches up with each other, it just kind of becomes a bit of a procession. So, I mean, it is possible to pass um, around the lap, even though it's difficult, but it is possible. And there were some pretty good passes, actually. It was, what was quite good is that the director realised pretty early on that the the front six, it was going to be pretty boring. So they just focused pretty much the whole race on all the other drivers further down the field, pulling off all these like awesome passing manoeuvres and all this kind of stuff. So it was actually quite entertaining to watch from that um, perspective, but it's not the most exciting race up front. I mean, it was more like a little game of chess. It was a very kind of slow building kind of, um, kind of like steady going, building up to potential excitement. But um, it didn't really get that exciting. A few little things happened, which I'll talk you through. So let's just um, have a bit of whiskey first. Oh, it's so fucking good. It's a real problem that I've started that this bottle of whiskey's so much better than the whiskey I drink normally. It's kind of I've got oh, I don't know what to do. I've done more money so I can afford this sort of whiskey. It's fucking terrible. Never mind. Um, okay, so Formula One. Uh so Singapore race results. Here we go. So I'm a bit distracted, I don't know why. I just ate, it's quite good. Um P one. Sebastian Vettel, get in. Um, I called it yesterday, although I, I have to say it was a pretty lame calling of the race. It was just basically one of the top six is going to win. But I did say it would be quite a nice if Vettel would win. And he did. So that was really good. And that was a bit of a strategic masterstroke by Vettel's um, strategy guys to get him out in front. Leclerc was not happy at all because he, he started in pole. So I'll come back to what happened there. Um, Leclerc, P2... Verstappen P3, Hamilton P4, Bottas P5, Albon P6, um, then Norris P7, really great drive from him, um, yeah, really, really good. If I, mm, hang on, <clears throat> I'm trying not to burp, that would be terrible. Norris started ninth, so yeah, he did well to get to seventh. Um, where do we get to? Norris seventh, so Pierre Gasly P8, really, really good drive from him. Um, good to see him do so well. 
Um, he's, he's, um, he seems to be outperforming um, Kvyat, which is quite interesting. So it hasn't taken him long to get his head around the fact that he got kind of demoted to the Toro Rosso team. But maybe it's a better team for him. You know, maybe that's the sort of team he needs to, to you know, in him and, and Kvyat, maybe they just they can handle it better at that sort of team and get some strong results and you know maybe it can help them on to a drive for another team at some point you know who knows so hang on i'm getting distracted let me just finish off the thing um nico hulkenberg nico hulkenberg p9 um giovanazzi p10 point for him really good he was actually leading the race for quite a while which was cool because of uh, his um how his kind of tire strategy was working so that was quite cool um Grosjean p11 not a bad result for him actually considering um Magnussen had a terrible race so yeah he did well he had a few comings together with people but it is Grosjean so you know it's gonna happen uh Carlos Sainz p12 he had a bit of a shunt in the first lap and went right to the back of the grid and was a lap down and all sorts so to get p12 I don't actually know how he managed that because he was literally lapped by everyone. And, yeah, I mean, it was a safety car that managed him to, to do it. But anyway, but he managed to... Yeah, it was very impressive. Anyway, uh, Lance Stroll, P13. Um, Ricardo P14. He had a bit of a nightmare of a race. Kvyat, 15th. Robert Kubica, 16th. Uh, Magnussen, 17th. And then Raikkonen didn't finish. He, he uh, went out on lap 49. That was when Kvyat just drove him off the road, basically. I don't know if he got any penalties for that, but he should have done. He just, I don't know, he just came from nowhere and Raikkonen just didn't. He just turned in and suddenly there was a car right up the side of him and just broke his front suspension, but never mind. Uh, Perez, uh, I think it was an engine or a gearbox problem and George Russell got kind of jackknifed by, um, it was, it was Grosjean, yeah. Got kind of driven into the wall by Grosjean, um, which I don't know if he got penalised for either. So... Um, apparently Giovinazzi received a post-race 10-second time penalty for failing to follow the race director's instructions so 27-37 so he actually oh he didn't get a point Grosjean got the point so well done Grosjean despite the fact of driving someone off the track <laughs> anyway never mind oh god I was going to burp I do apologise um, so yeah that's the um the results. Let's just break down the guys lower down first. So yeah, I told you what happened to Russell. He got kind of speared by um, Grosjean. Raikkonen got driven off the road by Kvyat and Perez had an engine problem. Magnussen just had all sorts of problems and tyres and all sorts and he just dropped off and everyone passed him, even the Williams passed him. <laughs> so it's like, I, that has, I don't know, when it when it doesn't work it just does not work it's just crazy there's something seriously wrong with that car sometimes but it, it's only sometimes and they can't figure out what the fuck's going on so oh, it's just mental anyway never mind um ricardo started from the back of the grid on a set of tires that got him way up to fourth at one point or third um when he pitted he was down to about 10th or 12th something like that around that and then he was trying a pass on um i can't remember who it was maybe it was giovanazzi or someone and um went up the inside giovanazzi didn't see him turned in they bashed wheels and uh ricardo got a puncher it was kind of ricardo's fault it was a 
risky but bold move that would have made him look like a bit of a hero if it had come off and it almost kind of did it, it was a fair shout for him to go for it I think so um, but he it didn't it didn't come off and he got a puncture and he he had at least half a lap to drive with a puncture so he had to go pretty slow and he just he pretty much went to the back of the grid um, and annoyingly it was not I mean it was almost time for another safety another safety car almost came out like not long after that so he could have benefit well lost out a bit less but it was just bad timing for him so and then he kind of went right to the back of the grid again and got back up to 14 so i mean he did all right to do that so but a bit disappointing um stroll yeah not the greatest race did all right um science like i said fucked up at the first lap went a bit bold in a corner got clipped got a puncture had to do the whole lap with a puncture, got in, changed blah de blah, and then was like a minute and a half down off from everyone. And luckily, all the safety cars that happened, which we'll get to, um, uh, that uh, helped him out a bit. So um, he managed to unlap himself and then pass a load of people. So yeah, I mean, considering what happened with him, he, he did a pretty good job. He didn't give up. So um, effectively finished. Um, he, oh, actually, because Giovinazzi went down to... God, Giovinazzi would have finished P14th. And everyone, so Ricardo, Stroll, Science and Grosjean all went up one place because he got a 10-second penalty. And because uh, of all the safety cars, everyone was fucking really bunched up. So, yeah, that fucked his race up. Anyway, um, uh, Grosjean, I didn't really yeah, see much what happened apart from him spearing off uh, Russell, which caused the... I think that was the first safety car. Um, and that was a bit of a tricky position where that car, where Russell got kind of driven into the barrier, so they had to rescue that car. So it was quite a long time. And actually, when that happened, um, okay, now we can go back and talk about people at the front. So everyone had sort of done their pit stops at the front. So first person to pit, I believe, was Vettel. He came in, um, and he was cur- he was in fourth or third at the time um third and they were worried about Verstappen undercutting them and Bottas and stuff Hamilton was second at the time Leclerc was first so what Ferrari did was pit him a tiny bit early like a couple of laps before they eventually pit Leclerc and the undercut um at Singapore which which means pitting a car first and then getting the benefit of fresher newer tires and then being able to drive quicker and effectively leapfrogging the person through the pit stops that works very well around singapore and everyone knows that so and it's kind of like a cat and mouse game who's going to pit first and that kind of triggers everything and ferrari just got it bang on right vettel came in did that was super quick pretty much instantly was going to be ahead of leclerc i know pretty much instantly was it was touch and go whether he was going to be ahead of hamilton Leclerc came in like the lap after or something or no what what fucking happened it was something like that so um no Leclerc and Hamilton stayed out a bit longer and then eventually um like maybe two or three laps and then Leclerc came in but Vettel was ahead of him because the undercut worked so well so the Leclerc came out behind him um and then Hamilton just decided to stay out because there was one point where there was a certain lap where they could have brought him in and it was going to be touch and go where we got out ahead of him and what they should have done was they should have brought him in the the lap after Vettel had gone in and just just done it and 
risked it whether he would have been behind him or not because it eventually fucked his race up quite a lot um and and even Leclerc lost the place as well so I mean it, it was kind of like Vettel played it they just played it absolutely perfect for him Leclerc was really pissed off that he didn't get first call on the pit stop but I don't think he quite understood why they had Ferrari had to do it they had to cover off the people around him so um and Leclerc was just bitching and moaning pretty much for the whole rest of the race about why Vettel had managed to get ahead of him in the pit stops um and like and Hamilton kind of stayed out for once they didn't pit they like right just stay out long, as long as you can and he stayed out in a further like six laps seven laps so he's, he was going to effectively have fresher tyres if there weren't any safety cars that strategy would have probably worked out really well towards the end of the race but unfortunately there was a lot of safety cars and if it was kind of weird like what they were trying to do with Hamilton was leave him out as long as possible um, so that effectively all the people that were in front of Vettel and Leclerc and stuff, the guys who were on the longer runs, on like who were lower down and effectively leapfrogged everyone because they were staying out on their tyres for longer. They were on like the medium tyre. And um, if, I don't know, if Hamilton could have stayed out another like five or six laps, all the other, because these guys are effectively in front of Vettel and Leclerc and stuff, they were getting slowed down by these guys in front of them because they were slower cars, but it's so hard to pass around Singapore that they were, it was slowing them down and it was bringing that kind of gap down that Hamilton needed to be able to pit and come out in front of him. But um, by that point, there wasn't enough time. Hamilton's tyres were too too far gone and they had to pit him and he basically came out in fourth. And because Bottas had already pitted as well, um, it was... Uh, they told Bottas to slow down, otherwise Hamilton was going to come out behind him. Um, so that was a bit cheeky. But I guess it's, you know, I don't know. What do you do if you're Bottas? Because you're, you're not that far behind in the championship. You're still technically possible, able to win the championship, and they're telling you to do that. So, oh, I don't know. If I was Bottas, I'd have been like, nah, fuck you. <laughs> I want to get I want to get some points back on Lewis. But in the end... He played ball and Hamilton came out just in front of him um, with Albon like hot on their heels as well. So, um, and then effectively it was like Vettel, Leclerc, Verstappen, Hamilton, Bias, Albon to the end of the race pretty much. Like um, about five laps after that, that all kicked off and happened, we had the first safety car uh, on lap 34 with George Russell, um, which was like probably like five or six laps at least under the safety car. And then what happens when when you get a safety car is when the restart happens it often leads to another safety car because everyone's feeling all racy and they they're all bunched up so they can kind of get feel like they can get a passing maneuver done or something and then uh sure enough uh on lap 42 uh well actually no it wasn't that was actually Perez just his engine went so they had to have another safety car and then they had a restart and then on lap 49 that's when we had Raikkonen and um uh, Kvyat crash and that led to another safety car so and then after that one actually Vettel played it so well I mean he drove a really good race and the first two safety cars he was leading so I don't know if, if you don't know what happens is when the safety car is about to come in it turns its lights off so they know that lap is going to pull into the pits and effectively what it does is it's the lights go off and it zooms off and uh, the person in at the front of the the train of cars so in p1 which was vettel he effectively becomes the safety car that dictates the pace and he 
can go as slow or as fast as he wants. But once he accelerates and pulls off to go, he can't slow back down again. So, um, and for two of the safety cars, he went in the same place uh, around the last hairpin and then floored it and went from there. And everyone was kind of quite close and they kind of figured what that's what he was going to do. And then on the third one, he sped up and went two corners earlier and just caught everyone off guard and had about two seconds gap by the time he crossed the start finish line. Like everyone just got caught out. Well, mainly Leclerc, really. So he kind of pulled one over on him there. So... Um, so that was cool. And then Vettel just drove solid the whole time and just, you know, did what he had to finish, you know, almost three seconds ahead. Um, it was really close um, between Leclerc, Verstappen and Hamilton. In the end, uh, Verstappen started really struggling with his tyres in the last, like, four or five laps. And Hamilton kind of sensed that. It's like a kind of a shark when you chum the water. He just senses it and just goes in for the kill and just thinks, right, I've got a chance here to get an extra point or get on the podium. And he was all over Max Verstappen's rear end. And Verstappen was screaming at his team to try and get him more power, but they wouldn't let him have any. They were just like, deal with it, basically. <laughs> so, which he did really well. So it's not easy to have Hamilton on your ass that whole time. He just puts, it's this constant pressure. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was quite exciting, but it, um, it, I don't know, just the nature of the track. And unless you've got a massive speed advantage, you can't really pass. I mean, it's difficult to. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, good race lower down. I mean, like I said, the, the director just focused on all the cool passing moves and stuff that were happening lower down the grid most of the time, which was actually really cool to see it because a lot of the time you don't see it. But I think they realised pretty quick that the top six weren't really going to be doing a lot. So, um, yeah, it was it was cool. It's always a bit quite a spectacle to watch it and see the race that's at night and it's all lit really amazingly and I mean it's, it's a very cool race and we've had some great races there in the, over the last few years and actually Vettel's win I think it was his fifth around um, Singapore so he's great around there and um, that's a record for anyone around Singapore so uh, well done to him and I mean it's really good to see him bounce back a bit and get a bit of confidence and um I mean, and Ferrari is so strong. I mean, no one was expecting them to be this strong. And their, their car, I mean, it's fast on the straights. And now it's looking like they've figured out how to be quicker on the corners. So the next eight races, let's see what we've got coming up. Um, races. We've got Russia. That's, it is possible to pass, but it's, yeah, that should be interesting. So you've got Russia... Japan, which is all about high-speed cornering. Um, you've got uh, Mexico after that, which is going to be... That's a tricky one to tell because it's at such high altitude that um, the power advantage kind of disappears. I mean, the more power your engine has, the better. But So Ferrari are probably going to be quite strong there. But it's normally a race where a, a, an exceptional chassis really comes through and, and you perform well which is why Red Bull are always quite good there um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there so I mean the Russian one should be interesting it's normally quite a, an exciting race so um, and there, yes uh, the Japanese Grand Prix at Suzuka is just fucking awesome and then the Mexico Grand Prix is just incredible just because all the Mexican fans are so awesome um, and then one of my favourite races the United States Grand Prix at, um circuit of the americas which is a great lap i mean it's a great circuit you can pass 
Uh, it's a great facility. It looks awesome. Hamilton's always really good there. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's wicked. And then you've got, uh, yeah, the Brazilian Grand Prix, and then you've got Abu Dhabi. And it's, it seems like with Ferrari being so good, uh, I think Hamilton's got a 100-point lead at the moment. Um, so let's see. Lewis Hamilton, 296. Leclerc, Verstappen on 200 each. Vettel, 194. And the Bottas, 231. He's the closest guy. So it's, yeah, Ferrari are coming back at them. And it's 100 points. So, I mean, all that is, it's four, four race wins from Leclerc, for instance, and a few bad races for Hamilton. And Leclerc's right in there. Like, it's... It's um it's going to get close, and with Ferrari being so strong, that um it's it's interesting to see what's going to happen. There's actually an interesting article on the Evening Standard of Hamilton saying um it's uh, there's a little summary of the article here. I'll just read through it. Uh, Lewis Hamilton believes his Mercedes team cannot compete with Ferrari and fears his championship lead is under threat. Hamilton finished fourth as Sebastian Vettel picked up his first win of the season to lead home a Ferrari 1-2 at the Singapore Grand Prix. Uh, the Briton still comfortably leads the championship by 65 points to Bottas um, with six races to go. Oh, it's six races. Uh, clearly, the Ferrari cars work really well everywhere now, so it's going to be hard to beat them. They're so quick on the straights, we can't compete with them uh, on the straights. Uh, we've just got to stop dragging our feet. We've got to rehuddle, get back together, work hard and move forwards. That's why I love Hamilton. Every, even though everyone said, oh, yeah, he's going to win and it's easy. And he's he's never, I don't think he ever thinks like that. It's always about improving and moving forward. And yeah, um, he says, we were doing such a great job at the beginning of the year and we have this gap. Um, but this gap can easily go. I'm under no illusions. My gap in the championship, it's not one yet. We've got to step it up. Um, and then... Ferrari looking to score a fourth straight win of the season at Russia this weekend. So it's back-to-back Grand Prix. Yeah, something like six races in eight weeks or something. So it's going to be a chaotic Formula One going on. But see, I think um, they're probably, uh, you know, Ferrari probably going to be strong in Russia. I think Mercedes are generally quite good there as well. Red Bull maybe not. So that could be another one for Ferrari potentially. Um, Japan, Hamilton's so good around there. Um but then, yeah, I think Leclerc is going to be good as well. So that's, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in Japan. That could be anyone's race, really. Mexico, you've got to favour Red Bull on Mexico, I think, because, yeah, that could be an interesting one. But that obviously plays into Hamilton's hands well because what he wants is maybe it's not totally bad if he doesn't win another race or if he can win one or two more. But it's that no other one driver wins all the rest of the races. If if that gets split between Vettel, Leclerc, Verstappen, maybe. I'd love to see Albon get a win. That would be just a sensational if he could do that. Um, then, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. So you've got a fancy Hamilton at the US Grand Prix, but there's a massive long straights there. So the Ferrari's going to be real good. So, yeah, ooh. And then Brazil. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, it might go down to the wire. You never know. It might be right down to Abu Dhabi again. So, and that's, you've got a fancy Ferrari there. So, yeah. yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? It's very exciting. It's very exciting. So, um, yeah. So, there we go. That's, um, I've already waffled enough, haven't I? So, um, I can probably talk, keep going. But um, I'll just maybe see if we can find a few 
what they said. Uh, here we go. So Vettel said, first of all, big congratulations to the team. Uh, the start of the season has been difficult for us. Uh, then we started to come alive. Whiskey break. Uh, and I'm really proud of everyone's work back home. I really want to thank the fans over the last couple of weeks. We haven't been the best and it's happy to get. And I'm happy to get so many letters and nice messages. It gives me a, it gives me lots of strength and belief I can put it all together in the car today. Um, yeah, so that's nice. So people have been giving him support. See, I, I think it's so much better to be nice and supportive to someone rather than just being... It's so easy to be critical, you know, in any sport. Just if someone underperforms and you're just like, oh, boo. But none of us can really understand the sort of level of dedication and concentration and skill and all these different things that it takes to perform at those sort of levels. And one tiny little lapse in concentration or something like that, and it can just have massive consequences for the person in whatever sport that is, whether it's cricket or Formula One or football or rugby at the moment, for instance. And... um. And it's just so easy to just criticise for that. But, you know, it's... I mean, Singapore, that race, it's 40-plus degrees. Humidity's incredibly high in Singapore. Like, even just walking round is hard enough, let alone driving at, like, 200 miles an hour in a fireproof race suit with very little ventilation and, you know, driving around a narrow street circuit at night at 200 miles an hour. You know, it's like level of concentration you need to do that and it's a long race like it's almost it was almost exactly two hours that race so two hours of constant concentration literally one little lapse one slight you break too late too early lock a tire take a line slightly wrong hit the wall it's so easy to do these things and then you you get criticized straight away and it's just like fucking hell i mean and i know vettel's made a few mistakes but jesus man like He's a four-time world champion, for fuck's sake. Like, you know, and you can't always be perfect. You know, you're going to make a few mistakes. And just for him, because he's so much of is expected of him and there's so many other incredible talents around him that it must be just so hard. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, good on him. I'm, I'm glad he's won. That's great. So I was like, talking through what he was saying. Where was I? So he goes on to say, um, I know, that we did finish what he said. He's just really happy and he got lots of support from people, so that's great. So well done, Seb. Awesome. Uh, Charlotte Claire says, obviously, it's always difficult to lose a win like that, but at the end, it's a 1-2 for the team, so I'm happy for that. Our first of the season. I'm disappointed for me, but I will come back stronger. It looks a lot more positive than expected. They, the mechanics, have done an amazing job. Um, it goes to show Leclerc's fighting, winning spirit like he does not like to lose and that is how you become a world champion you, you have to you always 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 want to win and for him to have that attitude he's a super nice guy but when he's annoyed at himself for underperforming or at something like this where he gets a, a call where he feels he's been stitched up a bit he's um vocal about it and pissed off about it and i guess fairly so but um yeah, he's got the fire in him, you know, and he just wants to win. So he's going to do amazing things, really, really amazing things. So, yeah, uh, Verstappen says, the whole race went well at the beginning. It was really slow and everyone was close together and I started to struggle with the tyres and we boxed and it was a good call. We went to cut Lewis and from there it was about managing the tyres. So, um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, pretty good race. I mean, 
I'd say watch the highlights rather than watch the full thing. You might get a bit bored, especially in the bits during the fucking safety cars. It's so fucking boring when that happens, but there's not a lot they can do, so... Yeah, anyway. There we go. Cheers for tuning in. That was our Formula 1 special from Singapore Grand Prix. Um, We'll try and... uh, We might be doing... uh, Podcast with a unicorn and the cupcake daddy. Oh, again. Excuse me. Um, but uh, we're not sure when. But the, obviously the um, uh, Russian Grand Prix is on next weekend, so I'll be doing a couple of episodes for that again, and maybe a couple more episodes in the week if I can. Of just some um, a few uh, little newsy things of what's going on maybe some gadget news and stuff like the new iPhones come out and it's been interesting um, thoughts on that it seems to be overly positive actually everyone's quite into it so it seems like they've made a pretty decent phone so that's good um, despite people thinking it's ugly but I don't quite get that but anyway again it's just this critical nature that seems to be rearing its ugly head all the time just it's so easy to be critical and you know anyway anyway never mind uh, enough um, enough of all this let us finish and I will finish my whiskey and chill out for a bit and we'll be back very soon cheers for tuning in everyone um, if you're enjoying the show uh, share with your friends stick stick up a little link on Facebook or something and uh, if you've got time and you're on iTunes stick us a nice little review on there if you can you don't even have to write anything just give us a five star you know you want to um and uh we'll keep going i think i said before i'm going to start to do some uh phone calls with friends soon um that i want want to get on the podcast but they're over in a different country or it's difficult to get them to the house so um so that's exciting so i'm getting a bit of kit that's going to hopefully make that quite good sound quality and stuff so it shouldn't be too distracting so um i I, I get a bit annoyed at listening to podcasts when people on the phone because it always sounds like they're on the phone but i think with this thing i'm gonna get it should be quite good so we'll see how that goes so i'll keep you posted on that and um yeah there we go cheers for tuning in everyone that was harmonic whiskey tales and we'll be back very soon cheers bye